Hi there and welcome to the Book Realities Podcast, a series of interviews with independently minded authors where we explore their books, their writing techniques, and what made them become a writer in the first place. I'm your host, Ian Hooper, and as well as being an independent author, I also run the Book Reality Experience. And today we're joined by Wanda Penalver Bevan, a poet. Hi, Wanda, how are you? Hi, Ian, I'm doing all right. It's nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you too. Now, whereabouts are you in the world? I am coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona. And was Phoenix where you were born and bred or did you grow up somewhere else? Uh, No, I grew up around um, a lot more inclement weather and I was born and raised in upstate New York. I was born in Ithaca, New York and uh, made my way across the country uh, uh, to Chicago where I went to school, where I went to college and then spent uh, the last three decades in uh, Southern California. And I've been in Phoenix now only about five years. Was it the sunshine of Southern California that took uh, you away from the winters of it, Chicago? Um, pretty much. It it was actually um, uh, a goal I had to get into the television and film business in Los Angeles after college. So that's oh. what really brought me out to the West Coast. And I don't I don't miss snow at all. I don't mind snow on a vacation, but but um, I'm all for the sunshine now. And when you went, when you say that you went to Southern California for the movie business, so what did you study in college? Did you, were you studying screenwriting or did you want to be a writer or what, what was, what was little Wanda's ambition when she was growing up? So little Wanda's ambition was to be an actress and my theater degree in college was uh, uh, in that area. So I majored in drama. So how did the acting career work out for you in Southern California? I've got a horrible feeling <laughs> that you're going to tell me you were a waitress for five years and then you had your big break. Or... Um, actually, no. I, I uh, uh, Actors in Los Angeles, at least when I was doing it, um, uh, they either were waiters or typists. And I, <laughs> so, you're, so you're not entirely wrong. Um, and I, I opted for typing. So... Um, I'd like to say I'd had some mild success in that business, uh, in TV film and um, not so much film actually, but um, television and some stage and few commercials and uh, fell out of love with it uh, probably in the late nineties. I finally uh, made my peace with it to walk away. And what Um, did you, what did you walk away to? What was the attraction that took you away from Actually, at the time, um, I I walked away to the event business and I fell in love with with special events. And I did that for a few years and then fell in love with the hotel business, which is um, what I'm in now when I'm not writing. My day job is uh, property administration at a major hotel chain um, here in Phoenix. And I love it. And I I think it's it's a combination. It became a combination. The job itself ended up being a combination of different kinds of uh, careers I've had over the years, which people who know me will say are about five different careers, <laughs> which I don't think is unusual for creative people. But that uh, that is my day job. And, and I do enjoy it. And I do love it. And I love people. And, and I do spend a lot of time, however, thinking about writing 
when I'm not writing. So when this whole career progression from Ithaca to Chicago and all the way to Southern California and now to Phoenix, where did the writing spark hit you? Was it was it recently or was it when you were in Ithaca as a toddler? <laughs> it was since I've since since my childhood. I wanted to be an actress, but writing found me even when I was little and it came so naturally and I was always doing it. I, I also came, uh, well, I came very close to actually studying journalism in college instead of um, acting, instead of theater. So it was kind of a toss up at that point, but the writing never left me. And I was writing plays and stories and different things, even in elementary school. And I never, I never thought of it as something I would do as an adult, but I did play around with it more as an adult. And, and in the, in Los Angeles, I did as there's a joke that there's a joke that everybody in Los Angeles has a screenplay. And I, I have to say, I ended up being a member of that group. I actually have two though. So, <laughs> um, uh, but I've, I've just always enjoyed writing and it's never it's never left me so i don't i don't remember making a conscious decision to to be a writer when you say about screenplays there that wasn't your only writing though you've you've had quite a lot of your work recognized and some of your work actually appears in public settings yeah i well i do have um i did publish my first uh contemporary women's fiction novel in 2016 so that was my first novel it's called their souls met in wishton i i'm working on the second of of three of those books about in in the wishton environment it's a book within a book what i was going for there is the relatability of of people to to have a what-if story i think we all have a what-if story i also have um from this poetry collection, I know we'll talk about it in a second. Um, there's a poem in in the poetry collection that I contributed and donated to the archives um, in Oklahoma City, uh, honoring the victims that were lost in the Oklahoma City uh, bombing. And my understanding is uh, from the archivist that there is a place at the Memorial Center where they're featuring where they're featuring my poem, America's Child. So different kinds of things over the years. And I just keep writing, try to keep writing. <laughs> you know, you mentioned there America's Child, which is one of the poems in the anthology. America's Child is hugely powerful. It was the, the poem that caught my attention immediately when you sent in your submission. You okay. say that it was to do with uh, the Oklahoma bombing. Are the rest of your poems based on life events of yours or particular historical events within America? How do you get your inspiration for your poems? You know, that's an interesting question because um, I I find that I, I've dedicated a, a slow dance in memoriam to all, all those who feel things deeply. And I find that what I feel deep, the things I feel deeply, whether they be about you know, a terrible, tragic event, a social event or something that just happened in, in the news, um, or whether it's a relationship or whether it's my children or I, I've, I find that that drives me to write. 
So it, it may end up being something like America's child. And what, what struck me was um, when the bombing happened, first child was, she was actually um, about to turn three at the time, which was the age of um, many of the children who were lost in that bombing. But what struck me was that there was this huge response by the public that this, the person that perpetrated this could not have been from from America. It must have been from the outside. It was an outside terrorist, that sort of thing. And it turns out it was not. It was a domestic um, perpetrator. And I was really struck by the fact that he was America's, he's America's child, that we have collectively um, raised this individual and somehow things have gone terribly wrong. I think that's what drove me to, to write that poem. And thank you. I'm pretty proud of that one. It's, and I also have a, I have a poem also in the book to uh, Trayvon, Trayvon Martin, the African-American teenager who was killed um, uh, when he was just walking in a neighborhood. And I have another one, a little bit more current political flavor to it, but I don't have a huge, a huge group of political uh, political poems say whatever strikes me and in my in my case in my case i wasn't uh and i talk about this uh in the book i wasn't motivated to write during the pandemic so much as i was motivated by the timing of pulling all these together and i and i had a lot of uh creative and writer's guilt that i that i wasn't incredibly busy writing during the quarantine. You said there that you didn't do much writing during the pandemic, but you did bring together a number of poems into the anthology that we've been chatting about, uh, the title of which is A Slow Dance in Memoriam and Other Poems. So how did that come about? How did you approach that and why at that time? There was something about my poetic voice it got me reflecting on my own creative voice, so to speak. And the poetry anthology is actually a collection of poems that I've written over the last four decades. I think there was, I think it was actually the self-reflection that resulted from the quarantine that went, maybe put these together and maybe maybe put them in a book <laughs> so that's really that's really how it came about i'm yeah. glad you did now the where did the title come from a slow dance in memoriam what's that to do with uh the title poem uh is a tribute to an artist um, a major recording artist uh that passed away uh, that year actually uh there was a moment with with my fiance that we actually danced to this to this person's music and the the poem is a it's a tribute to the artist but also it, the setting was the pandemic so the setting was the pandemic there was the um there was a very deep despair that i was experiencing because of the love of this recording artist's music so i decided to make it the title title poem. thought it was a good place to start. <laughs> very good. Now, I am going to mention that we're being very coy about mentioning the actual artist. Yes! <clears throat> because, and and people need to be aware of these types of things. I didn't um, know how to, I wasn't yeah, sure. The title of the book wasn't, the yeah, the title of the book was different when I originally got it. And then we asked permission. Well, we really didn't. We went to say, 
Hello, Artists Estate. We are going to call our book this right. to recognise this person yeah. and how we feel about them. And they said, no, you're not. And and they right. didn't say, no, you're not nicely. They, they said, said, if you do. <laughs> right. And so I was bombarded with um, lawyer letters from, from various um, very high-floating law firms in the US. And so we decided that um, bravery was not on the cards, and so we retreated. Right. <laughs> right. Well, exactly. And um, uh, I, uh, as as you and I both know, um, we, I, I was not committing any kind of legal wrongdoing by uh, by using the original title, and it's like I said, it's actually it was actually a tribute to this person. Um, so the poem is very much the same, except for, you know, specific names. Um, and as a, and a legal, as, as, a, as a legal assistant, also one of my jobs working for lawyers for 20 years, um, I also knew that there was no um, copyright protection of this person's actual name. The copyright protection uh, refers to to bodies of work um, and they don't refer. But um, I, let's let's just say um, you, you were more, you were more energetic about it than I, than I felt at the time. So I just, just I just, I just, I didn't, I just let it go. Yeah. And, and I think it remains a very special tribute to this, this thing. So do I. I hope I, so much new. So. I think it's a great tribute uh, to them, and uh, yeah, I was I was stunned and surprised and shocked by the reaction of the lawyers. But in, the, I. End, <laughs> in, in the end, you think you know what? We'll just yeah. we'll yeah. just go with that. We'll just let it go. We'll just keep moving. Exactly. So when you're writing, being a poet is very different from being a novelist, where you might set aside chunks of time to write. Where do you write your poems, or how do you write, or when? Do you have to be in the in a writing room with a writing hat? No, not for not for poetry. Um, the The poetry is a tends to be a stream of consciousness thing for me. I don't know how it is for other poets, uh, but typically, and this goes for all the all the poems in the in the collection. But my poetry is usually um, completely done in one sitting. It's usually, it's most, it's usually beginning to end um, prose and whoever reads the book will see, I have different styles. It's mainly, I guess you would call it mainly, mainly prose, um, but, but it's usually beginning to end in, in that one sitting and I'm done. And that, that's just my style of writing poetry. I, I typically, uh, I don't revisit it. I don't revise it. Um, in this case, I was fortunate enough to um, have you interested in my work. And, and just from a publishing standpoint, I thought maybe I should, you know, look at a few of these and, and, you know, see if I want to make any changes. But for content, it's, it's just, it's so deeply personal. It's so raw. It, it can hit me out of, out of anywhere. And if it, and if it, I, I, I wish that my fiction writing would hit me that way. Um, the, the storytelling is a lot more difficult for me than, than the, than just, you know, jotting down a poem. 
um, the, the poem is just usually done and done. And for anybody watching Wanda, they may think that they've just had a, a, a strange lighting effect, but it's because I'm sitting over in Australia in the middle of the day. But as we've been chatting, your evening's been drawing in. So they, they haven't, their video hasn't gone strange. It's just we've turned the lights on. <laughs> exactly. So you say in there about the inspiration that you sit down and write all in one go. And you also mentioned that certain events have kicked off the requirement to write poems. Do you start with a single line or do you start with an idea? How do, how do you normally actually do the construction? Sometimes it can be one or the other. For America's Child, I kept, when this hit, when this event happened, I kept hearing, oh, beautiful for spacious skies. Uh, how, how have we let our children die? And I kept hearing that all day. And I took that and I expanded on that. Sometimes it's uh, sometimes it's one line. Sometimes it's again, it's something that's really struck me and I will take that experience. I have a poem called Chunks of White Peaches and I, I was uh, struck by <laughs> <laughs> um, it may have been a little bit of an influence uh, from some uh, from an adult beverage that I may have had at this event, but I was very struck by the events surrounding um, this drink concoction that a friend uh, of my my brothers had brought over to his house. They and I was very actually I was very impressed from a, from a culinary standpoint. <laughs> When they started telling me how they made this, I was very, very impressed with that. And I thought, wow, I, I need to say something about that. And and I did. And then it just morphed into this uh, nostalgic love memory thing. You know, uh, it was just kind of odd. So uh, I think that's really usually my inspiration for the poetry. I find it much harder to write the uh, fiction and fictional characters more difficult. Not as not as raw and and revealing as as a poetry book because it's it's your soul it's you, um, but but more difficult. So when you're not writing poetry and you're not doing your hotel management job, what do you get up to in your spare time? I love watching movies. <laughs> I love I'm I'm giggling about that because I could almost be one of those Netflix junkies. I mean, I, I try not to be, um, but I, I love watching film, but more than that is music for me. I have quite a playlist um, uh, of all kinds of music. And my first book, Wished In, each chapter is uh, uh, kind of themed by a um, song. Music, all kinds of music, everything from pop to classical to ballads to big band to, you know, to R&B to just all kinds of music. I've always got some kind of music on. Do you play I, the instrument? I played the, I played the piano um, until I was in 12th grade. And uh, like many kids, um, I had had my fill of it <laughs> by the time I left high school. So I stopped um, and I did play uh, guitar, a little bit of guitar in college, but nothing that you would pay tickets to see. So <laughs> was this yeah. your, was this your college days of rebellious teenager going to be a rock star? Well, 
Well, no, it was actually, um, I partnered with a, a girl that lived in my dorm and we were doing those little coffee shops in, in uh, the late seventies. It was fun. It was fun. I lost the guitar to an old boyfriend. So it's like floating around out there. So it did not fit in my car when I moved to Los Angeles to become an actress. So it stayed, it stayed with a former boyfriend. <laughs> Very good. Because <laughs> it did and that's the truth. <laughs> um, that's the truth. It didn't oh, this next car. question. He didn't next... fit in the car either, so I had to leave him. I had to leave him in Chicago also. <laughs> so in all of your writing then, Wanda, what's the best feedback that you've received? The best feedback, which was um, just really did so much for my confidence. Well, there are two kinds, two kinds of feedback. One was a comment someone made um, who said, I can't wait to find out what's gonna happen to these characters. So in terms of story, um, that was a great comment. Um, the other, someone said to me, uh, who's, who, she's also a writer and she said, I, but I want, she said, I want more. She said, I like your story, but I want more. And now I think um, I, I keep that in the back of my mind with, with all my work. Again, poetry is so personal for me personally. Now I know there are people who will work on a poem for months. They'll work on it and work on it and work on it. I also don't um, share my poems in writers groups for that reason though because that's not my style to work on my voice my poetic voice but um, but for my fiction um, I've always kept that in mind how, how can I how can I give the reader more how can I say it better how can I how can I not be afraid to go where I need to go to write that because I think that that we do i think we try to protect ourselves and that's uh, that's what's so um that's what was so amazing about the poetry collection i can't i can't i can't protect myself in that book anywhere you know but i think we can hide behind other kinds of genre and on the flip side of that what would your advice be to any writer starting out it's funny i've been asked that before and and i have to say because there's such an oversaturation of information and instruction and rules and how to do it. My advice is you, you really have to do what works for you. Try what works for you. And it might, if I, I didn't, my first book, I didn't use an outline and I ran into so, Oh, you have to use an outline. It's, I never used an outline. It, it worked. It must've worked. Um, someone took, you know, interest in it. So I would say, you know, don't get bogged down with an oversaturation of information because um, there's so much of it. Um, try what works for you. And if it doesn't, don't feel guilty. Just think, well, you know what? That doesn't work for me. So Google a little more and find another method. And that's that's what I would say. And lastly, before we get on to our little quickfire session at the end, without uh, being an advert, for book reality why did you decide to come to book reality why did you choose a small assistance publishing service like us instead of trying to get a more traditional model going going back to the the um the uniqueness of poetry i had gotten very weary of um 
submitting things, uh, submitting my writing for poetry contests or, um, you know, submit one poem and, you know, we'll send you this amount of money if you win, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, uh, I, I got kind of weary of that um, because I think it's personal and unique uh, to every poet. And I had what I thought was a viable collection of some interesting work with a with a with a unique voice, my voice, and um, actually, I found book reality in a list of top independent publishers that I got. I got this list from another writer, and I said I'm trying to find a publisher that might be interested in where I'm where I am in my career, and I'm getting really weary of waiting for someone to discover me, so to speak, um, if you'll excuse an acting term. Um, and, and I have heard a thank that that's where I found you. you uh, your company was at the top of this very short list of um, the best places to pursue for um, an independent or hybrid publishing experience. And I said, I'm going to do this. And I was just so thrilled when you responded and said, I love your poems. It's like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that was, that was a great day. You said, I love first, you said, first of all, I love your poems. And that was, that was good. Well, so they're, that easy, gave me the they're easy to love. And at the same time as this is going live on YouTube and the podcast, uh, one of you actually reading some of your poems will also be up as a reading. So people can go off and get a, a little sample of it as well. That's wonderful. So what's next for Wanda Bevan? I have two or three projects that um, are a little bit in draft form um, that I'm working on. I, I am uh, passionately trying to finish. I don't know if, if you I don't know if you can passionately try. I think you're doing it or you're not. <laughs> I need to finish the second Wishton novel. Um, but I do have um, a couple interesting projects. I have one I'm calling Gems for My Children. Um, and uh, I have another uh, an, another novel uh, uh, in my back pocket about um, based on true events. Um, and it is a, a multi-generational novel about um, an African-American family in this country. Uh, I hope uh, folks find fascinating so fantastic yeah. well we'll look forward to all of it now we're going to end this first of all i'm going to thank you for taking the amount of time that you've taken this evening and i've taken you all the way from your early evening into your night time so we've had to turn the lights on but we're going to end <laughs> if you're willing to answer the 15 questions that we kind of based on the actor studio but we've taken and used for ourselves are you oh, well. for this of course, of course. <laughs> Poet Wanda Penalver Bevan. Oh, by the way, we should say that the the middle name Penalver. That's your Penalver. Penalver. Yeah. Penalver. Um, so that's actually my maiden name. It's it's a very classy treble. It's very good. So, oh. <laughs> Poet Wanda Penalver Bevan. What is your favorite book? Wuthering Heights. And <laughs> if you have one, what is your least favorite book? I don't have a least favorite book. That's perfectly okay. 
creativity wise emotionally wise what turns you on good music i think music and it can it can also inspire me to to write if it, if it, i mean my mood will inspire me to write but i usually attach my mood to to music okay yeah. and conversely what turns you off really really loud noises or like traffic noise you know buses trucks I, i just don't do well i i don't do well near major traffic noise okay i, I love to like tune it out or, or that or sitting in traffic i like to do that either but on summer or winter um depends on the place <laughs> um summer in phoenix is 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 tough but um but i i can i can get through it um summer okay i think summer i think summer that's a tough one on a completely free day to do anything you want who do you spend it with completely free day i have amazing children i really have amazing adult children i if i could if i could spend it with with uh one of one or all three of my daughters i i i got to go there i i got to go there i'm in a very loving romantic relationship right now but i got to i got to that's like i think that i am such a better person each day because of what i learn each day from my children that they're just really cool people so i'm going to say that nice work mountains or oceans ocean and you live in phoenix arizona i know <laughs> <laughs> but, but but i have to say i i it's only a it's it's very it's very close to um to los angeles it's a six, it's only a six and a half hour drive to get to one so and and i and i chose that intentionally <laughs> I love I that I I love that Americans and Australians have the same concept of distance. It's yeah. only a six and a half hour. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no if, you drive, if you drive for six and a half hours in Ireland, you fall off the edge. And then oceans. What is your? Oh, this will be good now. What is your favorite movie? Oh, Wuthering Heights all all three or four or five versions of yeah and this will test you one song to listen to for the rest of your life oh no <laughs> seriously um song to listen to for the rest oh rhapsody in blue by george gershwin that's not hard rhapsody in blue okay rhapsody in blue definitely who makes you laugh the most i think russell my partner yeah yeah what smell do you love cinnamon and what smell do you hate car exhaust other than a writer or indeed any of the professions you've done what profession would you like to have attempted i would love to be one of these um research um uh, medical research health research um um experts whether it's cancer research or you know research for viruses since covid i i just i just have a tremendous amount of awe and respect for uh research scientists and what profession would you not like to do 
a plumber. <laughs> and if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You did okay. <laughs> you did okay. Well, I think that wouldn't be too much of a stretch for him at all because your anthology is beautiful, Wanda. And oh, thank you ever thank so much you. for taking the time out tonight to talk to us. Thank you so much, Ian. It was it was fun. Thank you. So. Thank you for having me. No worries. Thanks a lot. Okay. Bye-bye. Hi. Thank you for watching this video. If you enjoyed it, please give it a like and subscribe to our channel for more readings and author interviews. And don't forget to hit that bell to get notified every time we post new content.